Welcome back to the Nolan Finley Show on the 910 AM Superstation. Speaking of Motor City Mad Men, we now have Chad Livingood on the show with us. Chad of Cranes Detroit Business, Ted Nugent's hard act to follow. Uh, yeah, he is. I didn't. Uh, I didn't expect it. When I woke up this morning, Nolan, I did not expect to be following on the radio. But you can. <laughs> you can. You can talk about that now. All day, Jim. yeah. <laughs> New career highlight here. Um, <laughs> so, Chad, live and good. What are we talking about? What are we thinking about? What's on your mind and and on the minds of the folks of Cranes Detroit business? Well, I wrote a column this week uh, that I've been kind of uh, sitting on for a while um, that that lays out this issue that really, I think, looms large over Mike Duggan's administration now. Mm-hmm. And that is the unanswered questions about his relationship with a Wayne State University doctor, uh, Sonia Hassan, who, who runs an organization, a very good um, uh, program at Wayne State, helping women with prenatal care. Um, but uh, he has some uh, undefined relationship with her, and his administration forked over $358,000 in taxpayer money and, uh, and, uh, and assisted in fundraising and has since given contradicting comments and, and remarks about the fundraising. They basically, you know, the, the, the report, the, the really bombshell report in the free press on Thursday last week. Uh, on the really, emails. You know, added, a new component, yeah, emails were deleted about the interaction with this with this nonprofit. Just as the Free Press was preparing a, a report about the, about this organization and the mayor's ties to it, um, you know, we this city went through a lot of turmoil, not trusting a mayor. Um, uh, that, absolutely, that that's the point we made earlier. Yeah, um, eventually convicted of corruption. And this just, um, you know, really puts a lot of the um, uh, trust of, of Mike Duggan uh, in in question right now. And, and trust so is everything answers. in government. And you can join join our conversation, uh, 313-778-7600, 313-778-7600. Chad, and I know our listeners were worked up about this this morning. And my question to you is, when you ask the mayor about this, and you both you— and Andre have asked him at public press conferences about his relationship with Dr. Sonia Hassan. And he says, that's personal business. And I'm not talking about my personal business. When Chad does your personal business become the public's business. And if we, have we reached that point in this relationship between Mayor Duggan and Dr. Hassan? Um, it becomes the public's business when you've uh, mixed up of public resources, uh, either mm. um, you know, to facilitate your relationship um, or conceal it in any ways, and and we don't, we don't have even have an answer to the basic question of whether there was uh, a uh, relationship here uh, and whether the relationship even influenced. But it's, um, that's uh, a key question, become, isn't it? If there's a well, it's a key question. If there's a personal relationship, it takes this effort to raise funds and to spend city resources on behalf of this nonprofit, it takes it in a different direction and there's a different motive at work seemingly. Yeah. And it's, it's a question of whether, whether the relationship became, came before 
during or even after um, the uh, city expended money and and resources to help this program. Now, to date, you know, the, the mayor has tried to defend it by saying, well, Dr. Hassan's a nationally acclaimed uh, um, uh, uh, physician. She didn't she didn't need the city's help. She didn't um, she didn't take any money from the program. Right. These are all these are all uh, true and facts. Yeah, but, true. But again, there's. If you're there's other charities in the city, you're probably scratching your head wondering how do I get my money from the city? How do I get a three hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollar grant yeah. from the city? And that's um, that's kind of an unanswered question. I mean, yeah, there, there are other charities that the city supports, but do they support? Uh, whether it all comes down to whether there was a relationship that motivated um, the mayor to dictate to his uh, development staff to help this organization raise money. And there's been a letter that surfaced where the mayor himself put his name on it um, to help to get a donation from the Carls Foundation in Bloomfield Hills that gave over $50,000. And so yeah. there, is, um, uh, there is evidence here. That, and that one alone contradicts um, comments from the chief of staff of the mayor, Alexis Wiley. Um, and so there's just a lot of unanswered questions here. And now that now the mayor's staff is saying, well, he can't answer questions because there's an ongoing office of inspector general investigation. And they don't want to get get out in front of that. And, and um, I get that a little bit. But but, but the mayor, the mayor is the mayor um, and uh, he has uh, the right to free speech and he has a very, very, very big bully pulpit. Um, mm. And so. He could, he can he could voluntarily you know just come out and disclose this, but there may be more to this story we don't know what, know yet, and we might find out when the well, Inspector General let's, this is your report. Let's hear from Ray. Ray, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling. Hey, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Hey, no, I think you mentioned earlier about the emails. Mm-hmm. There, has, there was an investigation prior to the destruction of the email, but mm-hmm. wouldn't that be considered obstruction of justice? Just in case that there isn't there is an investigation because let's get Chad Livingood's opinion on that. Does he risk a uh, facing some sort of obstruction of justice probe or allegations? Well, first of all, no one's saying that the mayor himself ordered the emails destructed. The whistleblower Kennedy Shannon, uh, who who was fired apparently for uh, falsifying her own timesheet. Um, uh, she she has not made that allegation. She has not exactly okay. said who it was. Um, the, the, the emails were supposedly deleted, or they were deleted, um, before the free press uh, story was published back in, I believe, it was April and or March, and then and then it was it was also before the inspector general launched the investigation. So I'm not sure about obstruction of, of justice, but um, but you know this also no one has gotten the attention of the attorney general. There was a complaint filed by this this uh, whistleblower, uh, Kennedy Shannon with the AG's office. Initially, because it was an inspector general investigation, the criminal division of the AG's office decided to close it and just let them handle it. Um, and Dana Nessel, the attorney general, according to her spokeswoman, said, oh, hell no, uh, we're going to take a look at this ourselves. So mm-hmm. now you've and now you got the attorney general who who doesn't um, uh, seem to seem to uh, be, be shy away from these kind of um, uh, inquiries. Uh, is now now on the case. So, Chad, how much of how how many details, how how much information do we expect to to glean from the divorce proceedings involving the Duggins, his um, his uh, 
wife has filed for divorce after this whole controversy with the Wayne State doctor erupted and after the, you know, the Carmack tapes uh, seemed to suggest that he was paying visits uh, after hours to uh, this doctor. Uh, do we expect uh, much in the way of revelatory information in that filing? Um, you know, I haven't looked at it uh, since it since it was first filed, so I don't know, Nolan. To be honest, um, a lot of these, a lot of divorce proceedings that have involved, you know, something um, of this nature, uh, usually uh, get locked up. Um, okay. And and I would imagine that uh, the mayor, being an attorney, uh, might uh, might want it uh, closed off. At the same time, um, you know, the, the reason I wrote this piece this week was. Mike Duggan's administration has been kind of built on trust and confidence. I mean, a tr- confidence that he can he can operate government after some you know rather bumbling years uh, at City Hall, yeah. uh, as a city you know you know spiraled into bankruptcy after the corrupt years uh, of the Kilpatrick administration, and so I mean, and literally there are plant uh, companies from across the planet that have invested billions of dollars in Detroit right now. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles has got a $2.5 billion project in the, the Ford in Corktown, $740 million. Dan Gilbert, several billions of dollars. Um, uh, even the Illiches, uh, Nolan, have, have invested a lot of money in Detroit. And, and, and a part of that is that they have confidence that Mike Duggan it can run, just keep, the, keep the trains and the bu- literally the buses running and on so time. So far he's been doing uh, that. And he's been doing that, and he has made a remarkable turnaround uh, to, to governance at City Hall. Um, but this really, uh, this issue really is going to nag him for until, until we get some answers about what happened. And, uh, again, whether there was any relationship and if that influenced uh, the decision-making uh, that went into putting taxpayer resources into this specific program. And – how big a problem do you expect this to be for the mayor, Chad? Potentially, how big a problem could it be? Well, I mean, so he's up for re-election in 2021. Yeah. Uh, I would, I mean, you know, Mike Duggan, he is, uh, he's plotting ahead years in, in his mind sometimes uh, politically. Um, so, I mean, you got to think this, this, there's going to be some calculations about his um, political future. There's already a few people out there whose names are kind of surfacing as potential uh, mayoral challengers, yeah. um, obviously, Sri Tanandar, the uh, well, uh, former Democratic uh, governor yeah. candidate. He just moved to Palmer just, uh, uh, Woods. He's so. sort of following the Duggan pattern, right? Move into the city. <laughs> Shree must yep. have a little money left. <laughs> he must have, it must have kept it just a little bit after he burned $11 million. It's um, incredible. But, um, yeah, it really is. I mean, you think about it. Um, but yeah, no. So I mean, look, there's there's always going to be uh, some political opponent out there, um, and you know, and then it's just the issue, the, the larger issue that uh, um, you know, uh, the, the, the investigations sometimes follow Mike Duggan. It seems like, yeah. and and so these got to you just I mean, literally when when uh, when this thing erupted over after the Bob Carmack uh, tape and the free press story. 
I mean, he had that press conference in April where he was celebrating the end of the federal probe of the demolition yeah. contracts yeah. and then basically hunkering down for another investigation yeah. um, of, of his administration. And this one, it, this one seems to get a little, a lot more closer uh, to him and his inner circle. Marilyn is calling in to talk to you. Chad, Marilyn, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Good morning to all of you. Good morning. I just wanted to know, the gentleman that's speaking, he's a reporter with one of the newspapers. Crane's Detroit Business, one of the best. Could you uh, possibly do a story? I live on the east side, not far from the uh, where they taking property uh, for Chrysler. Could you do a story about why they won't cut the trees down in the alleys that the city closed off? Okay. You know anything about uh, that's, that? That's too? a good question. I don't know anything about that. I know there's, I know they're going to eventually build a wall uh, along a section of that, where that alley sat or, or sits right now, um, because they they're t- they're taking the property right up to it. If you live on the, are you talking about the alley, on the other side of what used to be the berm? Uh, I'm talking about all the alleys over there. It's it's horrible, yeah. and they're about to hit our power lines. And a friend of mine almost lost her home. Were caught on fire. I was just wondering if anybody cared cared about getting that stuff down. Okay, well, I, I will uh, I will inquire about it. I know that I know that's part of the part of the project. There is to, is to is to improve that alleyway and eventually build a wall so that uh, there's sound barrier and sight barrier. But that project uh, rolling along, isn't it, Chad? I mean that. Uh... It, it we is. had the announcement I mean, last week from Andra Rush that she's uh, opening a new factory over there to supply the FCA plant. Uh, it's the kind of thing that the mayor hoped for when he negotiated. That's going to be deal. a little further away, but on the east side as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's getting side. it's filling in a big hole on Van Dyke, um, and uh, that's you know sitting empty. That school's been closed for for uh, seven years now, and yeah. that elementary school before, behind that has been closed for a decade so, I mean, it's uh, or more. It's, it's so, activity. yeah, this is, this, is, uh, this is the infill that, that the mayor has, you know, prescribed uh, that needed to be happened, um, and he's finding ways, and creative ways, to assemble land in ways uh, that, that uh, can attract business and, and you know, to major investments, uh, and, you know, they're going to build an auto parts factory in, in a matter of less than a year, basically. Um, I mean, there's, there's, you know, gangbusters construction um, uh, going on right now um, as a result of the mayor's uh, work. Um, and yet we have this kind of uh, distraction and, uh, you know, looming question in the background about uh, sort of the, the integrity of the, of the administration. Which, you know, is unfortunate, but it seems like that that comes with the territory in Detroit. Chad Livingood, Cranes Detroit Business, thanks for being with us this morning. You can read Ch- Chad's work at cranesdetroit.com or pick up an, a, a copy of the publication, which is out this morning, right, Chad? It is. Thanks a lot for having me, as always, Noel.